This podcast is brought to you by King's Council Coaching. The mission of the King's Council is to help you discover, develop, and deploy your God-given talents and abilities. In order to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy of excellence through the five power pillars, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, and financial. Now, our programs are specifically designed to give you the blueprint and strategies that you need to gain an edge in the most important areas of your life. If you're an entrepreneur ready to upgrade your finances and align yourself with other powerful kingdom-minded men and women, visit kingscouncilcoaching.com to start your legacy of excellence today. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Chosen Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Spittler, Director of Member Relationships here at the King's Council. And this week we have joining us John Jeff Brooks. John, such a privilege to have you on the show. My man, happy to be here. Well, we're happy to have you. John is a commercial lending broker and we do a lot of events with the King's Council. And I think Apart from the leadership team, you are the only one to come to all the different events. How many events do you think you've been to at this point? Oh, man. Um, I lost count. Uh, so far, every uh, CEO of your life event I've attended for 2021. Um, so I'm like, I, I think I'm about 95% rate right now. That's amazing. And what originally drew you to King's Council? Why is it so important for you to show up at these events? Community, man. Um, when King's Council started, it was at the height of a much needed embrace for community, for people to get together. I, I was looking for something like that. Saw one ad and, and everything that they were speaking to spoke to me directly. So I w- wasted no time to find out and see, and see what this was about. And when I found out uh, you know, what they were about, it was a very, very good fit as far as being mentally emotionally of <laughs> and all those five pillars um things that they put out there they were right in line with what I was looking for amazing now john i know bits and pieces of your story but why don't you give us some background of your story start from the beginning okay so first thing is i was born in haiti and start there if you guys got some time here west indies was blessed and fortunate uh to uh, come from a family that were um, capable enough to place us in position to look into the U.S. and even places abroad to for education. So I landed here in the States uh, around when I was uh, 11, I think, in 1999. I'll be sure. I think this was September 11, 1999, to be exact. So a memorable date there. Yeah, so, uh, you know, my story has been, uh, um, you know, I'm one of those uh, people that, God has blessed to just want to excel at everything that I attempted to do. And, and it was, you know, coming from Haiti, there's no introduction needed there. We came from the struggle of life. We know what hardship is all about. We know what hunger is all about. And so that instilled uh, within me personally and my family, the desire to just keep grinding and and seek to do, uh, you know, things and um, that surpass what we accustomed to know. So that's been a blessing in that sense um, to have that uh, work ethic. It was no different when I came here. That was what I aimed for. Um, I was a lover of aviation since I was a kid. So I, I dove into engineering from high school. I uh, took some flight school and do all those things. But 
I desired to um, stay on the ground for maintenance. So I ended up made a career out of that for most of my uh, um, school um, studies. And um, it was a blessing. Um, coming into 2006, I got married very early, 22, uh, in the church. You know, I, very early, I was off the market, you know. And it was a blessing. It was a surely a blessing. Um, currently have three children that, that came out of that. And, and, and God has been so good, so good to me in that regard. And so I, you know, to put it simply also, I've always been a lifelong servant, uh, meaning that we, we grew up in the church and, you know, we were all about serving God and, and, um, and Haiti. There's a huge Christian community. So it was instilled in us. So there was that going for me as well. Um, coming to the state. So I was always at the feet of Jesus, aiming to do the right thing, despite circumstances and challenges of life that served me so well. Um, uh, but a, a turn of event happens and, and, and that walk with, uh, with Christ for me personally. In uh, 2018, 2019, I decided to seek to be a, a, a lot more let's say like seek what my purpose was i you know begin to do the same thing over and over again after a while you kind of like hey there must be far more into this than just you know doing the the regular work and going doing the jobs and and going to church and doing all these good things that people have accustomed to know and that becomes normality so 2018 was the year that i began to really sick in and dig deep and into uh what i believe god was calling me to and that sent me and the search into personal development. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, I could say that this had led to what I believe is the end of my 14-year marriage uh, when I decided to, you know, decided to do things a little bit different. And there was tons of uh, things that I could have done better, knowing now that I wouldn't, you know, I would have, uh, I would have trade to do better. But um, in that process, Caleb, I. I went to a divorce in the middle of the pandemic, and uh, it was the hardest thing that I've ever faced in my life. Now, I was in church for many years. Let me tell you, this process really drew me closer to God. And I thought I was seek looking for purpose. I thought I found purpose. I, I dove into business. I dove into giving in the communities and, and to all the stuff prior to COVID. But it was in the middle of COVID, man, that I discovered what my purpose in life was. And it was a hard, a hard thing to, to reckon with. And so I remember this clearly. Like, I was like, you know, divorce was, you know, in, about to be final. I'm in the middle of a depression, isolation, and all these things. I, I was having a conversation, man. I was, at some point, I could even say I was mad with God. I'm like, why is this, all these things happening to me? Deep down, I'm not perfect. I've done things wrong. But deep down, my desire is to serve you and, and, and to do good. I remember this, having this conversation. I remember clearly hearing this voice telling me this. It says, who are you? Right? Like, plainly. And I'm like, you know, in my head, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm trying to figure out something here. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm a father. I'm a son. You know, I started naming all these titles that I thought were my identity. And clearly, I'm hearing the same question again. At some point during this question resounding in my head, I hear God saying, no, you are a lover of God's people. And it was then it made sense to me. It got clear to me that God wanted me to be full-blown flesh into his work head first above all things. And so uh, that happened around, like, I'm going to say, like, November of uh, 2020. 
you know, dove in into that and, and um, King's Council come alone uh, in the middle of the pandemic too. So, and super opportunity arises for me to serve. So the question you asked at first was, why was I showing up? Well, for me, it was an opportunity to show God that I'm responding to what he's calling me to be. And it was to serve people, um, to just preach the gospel and be of servant to those who need it. Now, King's Council is is great in the way that they presented this in, in form of um, entrepreneurship and, and touching all the pillars of life in the process, which was very, very uh, comforting for me to know that personal development in Christianity and financial independence was something that could go together. In the past, I did not think that would go so well. And as most would know in this community and, and church, it's, it's not a very acceptable topic. So King's Council came to me at the right time and really put together what I believe God was uh, calling me to do. And dude, that's the reason why I showed up. And that's a little piece of my story. I've been here for over 15 months with King's Council and um, sky's the limit. I was able to uh, even transition into my, my career into financial services as a commercial broker and working for myself. So tons of great things has happened. So that's a piece of my story up to now. And I'm excited for where God is going to take me next. So how have things changed for you since joining King's Council? Since joining King's Council, to answer it simply, I've, I've learned what the power of consistency really is. So having found something that you believe that God is calling you to and be consistent in it. So what has changed for me is that the valuable lesson is that there is a power in being consistent. You know, even when you're not sure when things are going to pan out and how things are going to turn out to be, being consistent in what you believe God is calling you has been um, the biggest lesson I've learned in this whole process. So, yeah, I would say uh, things have changed because um, I've learned how to be consistent into, into what God is calling me to be. So I'm seeing that into, into clarity, into uh, my, my business into what I want to do. And I'm seeing that into the intentionality with me being a father, a single father at that. Uh, things have changed in that. I'm aiming for consistency across the board, um, but it's all started by having a firm foundation in the community that held me accountable to those standards. Mm. So when you say consistency, give me an example of how consistency plays out in your life. I would say, you know, I was a pretty disciplined guy having to deal with aviation and, and all those things. But I did not have like, say, like a routine that I can go to and, 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 and swear by. So one of the consistent things that has played out in my life since being in this community is um, a morning routine, I, or I, as I call it, uh, a first day, um, uh, first things of day type of routine because schedule changes. But having a consistent routine to go to, which... For me, it consists of prayer, uh, meditation, drinking water, and reading at least uh, five to, to 10 pages, uh, whether it's a Bible or a book that I'm in, has served me pretty well. And I'm, you know, I, I, I'm aiming what I call to be, you know, aim to have integrity in that, and meaning that I don't negotiate uh, this part of my life because it has served me so well. Excellent. Now, I got to ask you, speaking of King's Council, I heard a crazy story of something that happened to you at our last King's Council event involving some shoes. <laughs> Would you be able to share that story for us? 
Oh man, yeah, for sure. I'll 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 dig in into that. It was in um, Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm still wrapping my head around what happened on, on this on this day. You know, I wasn't on on the stage as part of, as part of the the panel on um for King's Council as part of the members that's been there. And uh, there was a gentleman who I didn't know who he was at that time, no clue, and who stood up who asked me a question and uh, specifically said to me that, you know, um, the Lord told him to actually sow into my business. After the, the panel was over and I, I got to sit down with him, finding out that he's an uh, he's, uh, international minister, um, he's also big in the marketplace and doing business and, and all those things. And and after our conversation, it was so in-depth and so deep. And, you know, one of the, you know, sign that, you know, like he felt was important for him to do towards me as the Lord led him was to give me the shoes off his feet. I mean, I found out that these shoes worth over like $1,900 uh, brand new. So it was it was a blessing within itself. But more importantly, I believe it's the, some, the, the symbolic weight that had at that moment that he, you know, he took off his shoes, the humility and to place it on myself and knowing that the shoe that he's been walking on is a pretty heavy shoe. So, um, both figuratively and literally it was, it was a blessing. And I was, I was shook by that moment, but again, it was a further confirmation into my life that this is what God wants me to do. He wants me to be putting him first and, and, and doing his work first above all things. So, uh, that's already, I'm still, I'm still digesting that to be honest with you. Yeah. That's actually a friend of mine. His name's Scott Lee. Um, I was actually just over at his house maybe a week ago, not even a week ago. We were talking about you. Uh, and he was just saying how he felt like God was speaking to him, that you're in a season of transition. And he felt like those shoes represented something of that. Now, when somebody gives you $2,000 shoes, I mean, do you wear those? Do you put them up on the shelf? I don't know if I'd know what to do about that. Well, okay, I did the right thing. I, I only wore them at that time. As soon as I found that they were $2,000 shoes, I took them off, <laughs> right? Um, so they actually are on my shelf, not too far from here. Paying respect to, to the, paying homage to the, to the action. And, and um, yeah, dude, it, 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 was, it was extremely, extremely um, a pivotal point for me. I'm not going to lie to have such an honor bestowed upon me um, from him and to being humble and, you know, heeding to the word of God, what God placed in his heart. And for me, it was, again, a further confirmation that this is where I belong and this is what God wants me to do. Yeah, he, in front of everybody, says, I need to invest in your business. And I think other people here should invest in your business. So why don't we transition there and, and talk to me about what you're doing with uh, with business these days? I've been in, in real estate investing, dabbling here and there uh, prior to COVID. Like There's pre-COVID and post-COVID you know, um, in, investing was what I was um, into and lo- really look into into it, um, specifically into real estate. So here's one thing that is there for sure. Every single deal requires money, right? Every single deal that you're going to do, buying, selling, it's going to take money. So uh, the next step progression for me was to get on the side where uh, to facilitate the money. So that really pushed me in the commercial um, lending space or the private equity side of things where I work as a broker to facilitate deals. Now, I am capable of brokering other deals such as business purpose type loans, but my niche is into uh, commercial real estate, preferably one to four family and up 
you know, even up to luxury, uh, luxury uh, real estate. What I'm able to do is is using my uh, my network of investors in a private space to facilitate people who are looking to get revenue generating assets into their portfolio and 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 bring value to them. What are some things? Anything since being in this industry that's surprised you? I mean, is is money hard to come by, or I don't know anything that maybe going into it you didn't know, and now you realize, oh man, oh man. Like, you know, there's always levels to things, right? You think you know, and then you step into a place and then it's like, okay, there's another ceiling. It's just never end. For me, what I found out that was, it was not shocking, but it was like, was like an eye opener is that it is a lot easier to get 10 millions lended to you than it is to get like a hundred thousand dollars loan because the processes are are different um, in that space. And you know, most people don't know is that 2020, 2021, there's a lot of capital that is locked up uh, by investors because of uncertainty. People did not invest or they did not make the move that they feel like they sh- they should because being cautious and, and sometimes it was, you know, it was pure uncertainty. So, well, I mean, 2022 is like a lot of these investors are looking to deploy the, the capital into the marketplace, especially in solid assets. Uh, real estate come as number one. And so um, the, I can say there's a floodgate of opportunity to actually invest and actually get private equity type deals or private financing other than, other than going the traditional way, which is a traditional banks that they're accustomed to. So I would strongly recommend people to just look into that aspect and, and see what options they have out there. Do you find that with the way things are going with uh, with inflation and all sorts of different things that there is an increased urgency on people to invest and, and put their cash somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I mean, you, you said it right. I mean, like there is an urgency because at the rate that inflation is going, uh, almost 40% of the money that has used in the time of currency in the United States has been printed in the last, like what, two years or so? And it's it's crazy. So the only way that you secure that is to place it in somewhere where you can actually control the assets of value and control, um, you know, appraisal value and things like this. So people are having urgency to to definitely tie their cash into something. Uh, it is something that, and some people are awakening to that right now. But it is something that's been doing for a very very long time, uh, where people know cash. People knew cash was king, but now actually. Assets is actually the real king to get a form of security. So to answer the question, yes, the urgency is out there and people are waking to the fact that you cannot depend on the actual hard cash. Uh, you need to tie it into something that is tangible and uh, that is somewhat controllable to inflation. Yeah, it's one of those powerful things that I think people have to wrap their minds around that obviously any form of investing comes with some measure of risk. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. That investing has a measure of risk to it, but what we're seeing is not investing also comes with a lot of risk. There's a a pretty extreme consequences for just holding on, trying to play it safe. We can pretty much guarantee that you are going to see a decline in your your wealth if you're not figuring out some way to invest it. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And um, it was Jim Run who said, 
Uh, if you think the bill for investing is high, wait till you get the bill for not <laughs> investing, right? So it's it's absolutely true. Um, the risk not taken is actually riskier than a calculated risk. And and by any means, in, in, in anything that anyone is going to invest into, they should do their own diligence. They should speak with the right people um, who are, you know, um, professional and, and, and knowledgeable about it to make that informed decision. But um, the risk is there. Um, but I think the bigger risk is not taking any risk at all to secure what God has, has given you. We can even talk about the relationship of, of the church and uh, God's people in there because part of the reason I am attracted to King's Council and what they're about is because they're talking about kingdom economy. And, and the people in the kingdom of God ought to know how to protect their God's giving wealth because it is part of the dominion power that God has given us. So, yeah, so God's people have to really place their value and asset in the right places for security of some form for, for legacy. Yeah, I agree with you. I think even looking around, and I don't remember, I could be off on this statistic, but I think Riley said something like 60 to 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And unfortunately, that's reflected in the people of God as well. And so you look at today, one of the biggest hardships that people are facing are financial hardships, right? And we look at where things are going five years from now, 10 years from now. Of course, we don't know for sure, but it looks like that wealth gap is is increasing. And so I don't think this is something that we need to be afraid of or or run away from, but I do think that we have to be intelligent, that we have to learn the money game, that we have to uh, figure these things out as the people of God if we want to be good stewards for the things that he's given us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, if you ask me, I, I tell somebody right now, I mean, we, we growing up, and, you know, we spoke about wealth gap and the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poor. I said, if you think that was the case, like the wealth gap that's going to happen within the next five to 10 years is going to be surmountable as in comparison because inflation is driving that. And number two reason is it's a lack of financial literacy that is mm. playing on, on, on most people. Um, I mean, we'll never fully... Uh, learn the full game, but at least what is revealed, like God says, right? The revealed things is is for us and our children. Uh, we should be taking full advantage of that. And I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner. I mean, I don't know it all, and I, I'll never claim to you. Uh, I'm learning the, the processes as I go. But one thing is for sure is that you have to become a lifelong learner of the opportunities that are presented because the opportunities may change. But, you know, um, if you are willing to learn, you will always be in the loop of what's happening. So to shorten that gap for anyone, it's it's in the learning process and it's in the doing process, which is what King's Council and Riley Trump like heads down. Like God is not going to come down and do that part for you. You know, you have to take it into your hands and do what he has already given you to do, which is the power to learn, the power to invest, the power to get around people that actually, you know, will level you up, will give you the knowledge. You know, this is part of what the community is all about. Like one post on King's Council's app or uh, or even our mastermind yields so much answers. Like it's it's crazy. You just, you just have to ask um, and being in the right position. So I think the the educational uh, factor of um, 
of investing and how money works and all those things is the biggest um, uh, gap. Really, it's not the it's not the inflation. It's it's the the gap in in education and and and, and the willingness to action what God has already revealed and and how the game works. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. So what's the what's the big vision for you going forward? Five years, 10 years, 20 years? I mean, what's the thing that wakes you up in the morning that you've really set your sights on? I, I love that question. I, I wish I had to bring my, my, my big goal vision book here, but I'll tell you this. What wakes me up in the morning can be summed up into one word, impact, impact. And what does that look like for me with the new direction that I'm in is that I feel like there's a need for the kingdom uh, economy to grow, and I am part of that. And what that looks like for me in the space that I'm in as a commercial lending, I am aiming within the next, uh, within five to 10 years, uh, to be one of the largest Christian-based lenders in, nationwide, where the people of God has access to capital for, for businesses, access to education, access to properly do things without having to uh, go the traditional way or having to worry about it. I mean, there's a lot out there, but I think our community as Christian can do a whole lot better in that space to make the conscious effort to educate our people and to shift the kingdom economy on our side, including capital in the, in the hands of the, of the righteous people who has the right intention and mindset uh, for kingdom growth. So I see uh, myself in a contributing in a big way into the kingdom impact financially and the commercial lending space. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we're drawing to a close here, but we have a, a lot of listeners that are in a lot of different places. Some are very established in, in their business, but I think a lot of people are you know, maybe they're new to some of these things. Maybe they grew up in a in a Christian environment where they were taught that that finances and godliness were kind of in opposition to one another. What would you say to maybe that listener that's they feel like they don't know anything about business, don't know much about finances? How do you get started? That's a great question, Caleb. How do you get started? I say the number one thing is finding your purpose. Be very clear on what God has given to you because that's going to be the guiding light that pulls you in, in, in that direction. And uh, do whatever it takes to be clear on that, write the vision and be clear. Because when things get tough, right, it's going to be, okay, do I make a decision or do I stop or do I go? No, the big vision is what's going to make it uh, clear for you. And after that, I'm going to say to get started, you know, if this is your heart desire as a Christian, to uh, learn about money, investing, or grow financially in any way, get around people who are doing it. Simple. Um, uh, find communities, and King's Council is definitely paving the way um, in, in that, in that um, regards for people who are willing to learn how to grow uh, financially, emotionally, in, in every way. So get clear on your purpose. Get around people who are doing it. And I'm going to say number three is just see the power of consistency and be consistent and don't be so quick to jump off the ship, you know, if it doesn't get clear right away. So be consistent, believe what God has placed in your heart to be true and, and stay with it because, you know, eventually his purpose in our lives is what's driving everything. And once we line up our desires with the desires that he has for us, man, our success uh, whatever that means or whatever that looks like is is inevitable. We're going to reach it. 
So when you say get clarity on your purpose, I think that's something that so many people struggle with. I talk to people all the time and they say, man, I don't know what to do with my life. How does someone get clarity on their purpose? I'll speak for myself because I don't know if there's, <laughs> there's a specific method to that. For me, a clarity on purpose is tied into impact. The vision that God gives you and the purpose that God will place in your heart will always transcend your personal need. So one thing for sure is this, when God gives you something and the purpose of it is never just for you, it's going to overflow and impact others, it's impact this kingdom. Ultimately, let's bring it down to this. It's going to change people's lives and it's going to bring glory to God. So I, for me as a Christian, I know my purpose and everything that I will do as business, as a father, as a, you know, as a, as a man of God in, in business, is always going to be impactful towards God's kingdom. So I found my purpose when these things align. Like I can be in business, I can be making money, I can be working towards building a legacy financially, and all of it is in line with God's purpose, winning that I'm winning soul, I'm touching people's lives uh, positively. So for me, I'll say is uh, that purpose become clear when it's aligned with, with what you are good at, what you do without any effort, and it's pleasing to God and it's impactful to the kingdom of God. So I trust that will, you know, uh, touch somebody. That's a great answer, my brother. I think I shared some of these stats at the CEO of Your Life event that it's about 70% of Americans would say that they are unfulfilled in their work. And that number goes up significantly when we start talking about millennials who are pursuing, okay, how do I get more money? How do I get the bigger house? How do I do something that I like to do? You know, I like fitness, so I'm going to open a gym. I like art, so I'm going to open an art studio. Kind of starting with that question of how do I serve myself? And they're completely unfulfilled. And what I heard you just say is it, it has to go beyond you. Start with what honors the Lord? How do you glorify God with your life? And what has he given you to serve others? Those were the two things I heard you say, honor God and then go beyond yourself, serve other people. So I love that answer, man. I'm, I'm totally in alignment with what you're saying. To summarize, and you said this in such a nice uh, alliteration way here. So when I asked you the question of, of what do you do to get started, you said clarity, community, and consistency. You got to get clarity on what God's called you to do. And then once you have that clarity, or maybe even prior to having that clarity, you need to get in a community of people that can help you outwork that vision that God's given you. And then we know that storms are coming. We know that difficult times are coming. You just got to stick with it. Man, if you're in that storm right now and you're feeling discouraged, that is normal. This is expected, right? We expect challenges and obstacles to come. We just have to find the consistency in that. John, Jeff, any final words before we close here? Man, it's been a pleasure. And, and I, you know, even as you mentioned all these things here with, with the clarity, community, and consistency is this. Like, many of us are in pain and we are going through the life challenges. But um, Riley preached that so much. He says, the vision give the pain purpose. Mm. So I want to say to, like, to the people that are listening, um, whether you're in church or you're not in church, the, the thing that you've gone through it's part of what the preparation is for where God is taking you. Mm. And his vision, his purpose for you 
it will not fail. Like, like it's, it's a matter of you coming to terms with that clarity and that vision. And I want to encourage them to just find out what that is. Uh, ask the right question um, um, to the right people. You know, do um, we have tons of, tons of exercise at King's Council. Just get clear on that. And because ultimately when the challenge comes, we know it's worth it because we it's beyond us. So I just want to encourage the listeners to just um, stick with it. You know, it doesn't have to be clear to uh, come to term with what needs to get done, but it is in those moments that you're being forged for the future and uh, for God's purpose in your life. Mm, amazing. John, Jeff, man, I love you. I love the wisdom that you have poured out on this podcast today. If people are connecting with your story or they want to work with you, do business with you, invest in you, sow into what you're doing, is there a way that, that they can contact you? Absolutely. Um, I'm on Instagram, um, 365 underscore gratitude. You can find me there and, and, and see some of the things that I've done, and mainly with the King's Council. I mean, I've repurposed everything that I do to give towards God's work. But if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram there, reach out. And one thing that I love to do is to pray for people, man. Like like when you've been on the other side, when you needed prayer and you know what this feels like and, and, and just have a conversation, please reach out to me. I, I'm, I'm more than willing and able and to just get you on my calendar and just have a conversation about God and finance and uh, just chit chat to you. I love basketball and uh, nobody's been beat me yet at the King's Council. So Let's have that. We can have that. We can have that conversation too. So three six five underscore gratitude, and then from the business side of things, what type of people are you looking to work with these days? I'm looking for um, people who are looking to acquire uh, properties. Uh, people, I mean, there's no limits to that. I work with from people who are looking for from full families to uh, multi-unit hundreds and up. If you have commercial uh, franchises that you want to acquire, I can help with that. I mean, it varies, but specifically has to do with real estate uh, revenue and, um, and and collateral. So if you want to have conversation around these things, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing um, to have them. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and, and coming on the podcast today and sharing some of that wisdom with us. It's, it's just been such an honor, as always, to get some time with you. Amen. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Love you. What love what you do. Love your energy. You are a man of integrity, and uh, God bless you for the for the great things that you are doing through Kings Council and beyond. Ah, oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Chosen Podcast. We will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Chosen Podcast, powered by The King's Council. If you loved what you heard, give us a follow and a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also watch this podcast and much more on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash King's Council Coaching.